0: Gillingham are on the Wembley way. A Gilligan, and welcome a corner for Jillian. The head the man. Across the line. Yeah. And it. Hello, and. welcome to the Jules Fancast. Another And. Another week extension on the wait for Jill's first win of the season, as we was narrowly defeated by Coventry City at St Andrews on Saturday afternoon. Joining me, as ever, is James Hawkins. James, uh, you right enjoying the heat? No, no, I'm is, not. It is very, very warm. I'm not. Any weather that makes me wear shorts and sunglasses is a sign that it is warm. <laughs> um, yeah, let's 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 crack straight in into matters Um, yeah like I say we was beaten 1-0 at St Andrews on Saturday so that's now four league games and obviously the Capital One Capital One Cup game Carabao Cup game without a win Um, yeah what's your overriding thoughts about how things have started and at what point for you does it start to become a bit of a worry that we've not got that first win under our belt (coughs) I wasn't there Saturday um, so I didn't see what had happened, so I'm not going to speak, sit here and speak about individual performances. Um, I think it starts becoming a concern after after ten games. I think you have to give Steve at least ten um, to, to then make a judgment. I think that's fair on any manager, whether you like the guy or not. I think he, I think. Um, He's fair on to have a ten-game judgment, um, including cup. We're we're at halfway point now. Um, I think is it five games? He's yeah, played five games today. in all competitions. Um, but we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wait and see. I think yeah, I think after ten games, it. Uh, it and if the, after ten games we still haven't got that win, then yeah, we might st- start looking at it as as an issue. Um, Yeah, obviously I went up there Saturday. Um, It wasn't, it wasn't good. Um, I've got to be honest. Especially the the first half was particularly poor. Um, We was second best by far, all over the field. Um, I mean, within five minutes, Godden has a free header in the six-yard box that he should score, and, and Bonham makes a really, really good save, and just. Just seemed like we was under constant pressure for the entirety of the first half. And obviously the goal comes from a from a mistake from, from Jack Bonham ultimately. Don't get me wrong, he's made he's made a couple of really good saves in the game as well, but in that 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 goal in itself was was an error from Jack. Um he's he's come to try and claim a cross that I don't think he was ever going to get near. And obviously then it was then a very difficult sort of cross for Conor Ogilvy to defend at the back post. And I think Hayem was given the goal in the end because it looked like it was an own goal from Ogilvie at first, but I yeah. think I think it has been credited to the Coventry man. Um, and yeah, from from then it was it was work to do, and I kind of was thinking, you know, maybe this will do us a favour. Whereas we've scored the first goal in all the yeah. games so far and thrown it away, maybe coming from behind in the game might suit us a little bit more. But it it wasn't to be. Um, second half, yeah, well, I would say that second half we was probably the better team. Um, we had a lot more of the ball, a lot, a lot more territory than, than Coventry did, but that's because they were winning the game and they had something to sit back and defend. And I think that's what they did. So sort of Mark Robbins probably told them, look, sit in a little bit, play on the break, and make it difficult for them to play them and make them show some quality to break, break us down. And Ultimately, that quality wasn't there. Um, you know, at, at one point in the second half, we, we had Elliot List, Brandon Hanlon, Alexi Kubiak and Mikhail Anjoli on the pitch and we didn't really look like scoring, and that, that was what was what was disappointing. Um, you know, we had four pacey players all, all on the field at the same time, and, and not once can I recall us getting in behind their back four second half, which was a disappointment, and I only recall us having two chances in the game. Uh, one in the first half where Yakubiak goes clean through, and their goalkeeper makes a smart save, and then in the second half, their keeper makes a, a superb stop um, from Joli's free kick on the edge of the box, which was heading into the top corner without any shadow of a doubt. But other than that, we, were, we was well short going forward, which is frustrating because obviously we, we was at Priestfield Tuesday night to, and we was really positive about the performance. You know, We created a lot of chances. We could have scored more than the two goals and we should have won the game. And I thought that might have kicked us on a little bit, but Saturday was a little bit of a step back, which was disappointing. Um, there was too many below-par performances. And I, I I said to you before we started recording that we just seem to... There was a creative spark missing, yeah. um, and obviously, as Jules fans, I think with what we've got at the moment, we can only hope that Matty Willock is the one that can come into the team and, and provide that. Because, like I said, we had four pacey players on the pitch, and not once were we able to find any of them in behind, which is which is a concern. Um, and it's the, it's the same old, same old, really. That as much as we was under a lot of pressure in the first half, for large parts we defended okay but it's that important moment where we're having lapses, too many lapses in concentration, which is costing us goals. Um, And that's something that needs to be cut out because if we concede every game, we are going to struggle to win. Um, Because I think I said a couple of weeks ago that where we've not got a proven 20 goal a season striker at the moment, sort of the the realism is we're probably not going to score multiple goals in games that often at the moment, which means we do need to be watertight at the back and obviously at the moment we're not. so no, that in that sense, it was a frustrating afternoon, a really frustrating afternoon, um, and yeah, this ultimately leads us now into this final week of of the transfer window for League One and two teams, and I think all it does is emphasise. And Fair Evans is still emphasising it to the hilt himself that we need more bodies, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do massively, massively. We're crying out for it. We're crying out for it. I've been to. So I didn't go to Doncaster, I went to Newport. Burton, Blackpool. I went to Burton, I went to Blackpool. So I've been I've been to, what, four, four, four out of the, three out, three out of the five games? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, three out of the five games. Um, and it cried out to me that we needed a goal scorer. It cried out to me that um, we're unbalanced on the left-hand side, having Fuller there. Um, and it cried out to me that we're missing the correct spark. We're missing a number 10. Um, and if we don't fill those holes quickly, um, we're going to finish where we finished last year. And that's a real worry for me. Simply the fact is is that if we do, and we do finish where where we did last year, I think the arguments from Jules fans saying what was the point of sacking Steve Lovell could be fully justified. Yeah, and that's a real problem. Yeah, Yeah, at the moment, just yeah, because I've only missed the Doncaster game so far, haven't I? Um, Yeah. And we just we're a very bipolar team at the moment, so to speak, in the sense that we had that first half at Doncaster where we was really really good. Um, We was really really good at Blackpool, and we was the better team for the second half on Saturday. And then we've also got the second half at Doncaster, where we were well second best. The Burton game, where we were second best throughout the entire game, and the first half at Coventry, where we was comfortably yeah. second best. So there's just no consistency about us at the moment, which is which is which is concerning. But what is it concern? It's, it is concerning, obviously, because we want to be winning games. And the longer the the, the streak goes on without one, the more sort of worrying it gets. But we are four games in. Um, so it isn't the end of the world, but it does need to come soon. Because if any Gillingham manager needed a good start, it was Steve Evans. Yeah. Obviously, we've not had that. Um, and patience will wear thin with people quite quickly because of That's who he problem. is. the problem. He's going to have less patience as a Gillingham manager than anyone else in that hot seat. Exactly. Because of who he is. Exactly. So the, the wind's going to have to come soon. Um, I think he knows that. I don't think it's stupid. <sighs> It'd just be... We need a couple of decent signings to come in this next week. Yeah, we do. I, I think it might settle everyone down a little bit. Um, what areas? Are, are left back. I think... I think it's it's making us unbalanced having Fuller down that side. As well as he is doing, I think we need a natural left-footed left back. Um, I'm not sold on Lee Hodson. I'm not sold I on I thought him. he did okay on, on Saturday. Um... To be honest, I, I, I think he's very similar to O'Neill. Yeah, he's a he's a he's an all right fullback. Um, he's not spectacular, but he's he's all right. Um, um, well, and I think every, I think the obvious choice of where to strengthen is is up front. Yeah, needing that twenty goal scorer. Yeah, we we definitely need another forward and. Like I say, if if, if Willock's not going to be very reliable, I, I think we need another creative player as well. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is, is that it's the last week of the window. Realistically, are we going to bring three, four, five players in? Probably not. I think we're looking at two, three at an absolute push. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who they could be, I don't know. There was a rumour going round through a couple of media outlets the other day about someone from Leeds. I can't remember his name. Ryan, Ryan. Edmondson. Ryan what? Edmondson. Edmondson, that's it. Yeah. A young forward. That's I very good. I've never heard of him. Um, that's very good, and Leeds fans rate him very highly. He's only, yeah, he's only like 18, isn't he? Yeah, they rate him very highly. Um, They're surprised he's not in and around the first team. And that's the thing, because a proven 20 goal scorer at League One level, you're not going to get at this stage. Not. So it might be someone like that that we might have to say. Right, for bit Alfie of, Jones. Of isn't risk it? Of, yeah, Alfie Jones for me was again the standout player in a Jill shirt on Saturday. Um, in, in what has been a, Ultimately a disappointing Start to the season He's been the one Shining light um, He's just so consistent In what, in what he does Yeah um, And apart from him uh, um, Elliot List actually Did Was bright When he come on Was he um, A couple of times He picked the ball up deep And beat a couple of players Himself And That's won good. us free kicks And stuff But And then we were just Too wasteful with them yeah. and like 90 minutes comes onto the clock and we get a corner and we take it short and give the ball away and as a supporter it just drives me absolutely mad you know 90 minutes on the clock we need a goal why are we taking short corners Um, it it was just a really really frustrating afternoon at at Birmingham um, on Saturday (laughs) but don't get me wrong Coventry look a decent side Um, they've got some good players there obviously they've got a centre forward which I can imagine has cost them a, a fair amount of money I um, mean, Matty Godden, um, and he did cause us problems. He was he was finding space freely, which is what a good striker does. Um, whereas we just looked a, li- a little bit off it going forward on on Saturday. Um, whereas back on Tuesday sort of had them really good individual flashes for the goals. We we didn't really get that on Saturday, which is why ultimately we didn't score. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think Evans took the chance with Charles Cook by starting him, and I think he soon realised that. He's not right, because I think 25 minutes in, he, he was taken off and he wasn't injured. Um, so I think he must have just looked at him and thought, you're not fit enough to be to be playing. So he he made the change and brought Jolie on. who, um, like I say, nearly found an equaliser. But in in reality, if I'm being completely honest, we didn't deserve anything out of that game on Saturday. Um, and yeah, it just makes it more frustrating that we didn't see that game over the line Tuesday. Because uh, had we had... I'd taken them three points on Tuesday, it wouldn't have been such a big issue that we'd have lost yesterday. Yeah. I mean, you know, Coventry are going to be there or thereabouts at the end of the season, It's a, they're a decent side, and we've narrowly really lost the game. Um, but I said to you earlier, that's that's the one positive that I can sort of take from the poor start, so to speak, is that we're only losing by the odd goal, which is fixable, it is and just to make ourselves a little bit tighter. Yeah. at the back and key moments, and just find a little bit more going forward, and we'll be okay. Yeah. It's fine lines at the moment. As much as, at times, the performances have been poor, yeah, we're, not we're keeping smashed. ourselves in games. We're not getting smashed. Um, we're not rolling over and conceding three, four goals when we're, when other teams are on top of us, which we've seen happen in enough times over the years with was where yeah. we've conceded three, four goals in 10, 15 minutes and completely lost the game. You know, we're We're sticking with it, just we need to try and and be a bit more consistent throughout 90-minute yeah. spells and then look at being consistent over a two, three, four-game period. Because at the moment, there's not been one game yet, really, where we've, you can say we've been good from start to finish. Even that Blackpool game, we had a, a 10, 15-minute spell where we was second best. Um, but, yeah, it, it is frustrating. It is frustrating. But um, today in the press, Evans has come out and said that he believes that we're playing better football at this stage than he expected us to. Um, Interesting. yeah well I don't, don't know what you make of that and from the results aside from the, the games you've seen so far do you think the football is an improvement on what we were seeing last season or can, do you think we're at least you can see we're trying to play in a better style um, it's, you're, <laughs> you're, I think you're asking the wrong person here because you know my thoughts on Steve Lovell and his style of football yeah um I'm, try, I'm going to try and be a bit neutral and a li- not be too out of order to, to what happened last season because it's been and gone and it's happened. Um, but the... Look, away from home, Lovell played some outstanding football and there was performances in there away from home. Um that some of the best away from fortresses I've seen as a Jules fan. Remember me and you went up to Northampton on that Tuesday night. Yeah. And for 45 minutes, that's the best I've seen a Jules side for years. Um, so that's, I think that's a positive that Lovell had. He was very good away from home. Um, but what I will turn it into is that you can see... We have, under Evans, different ways of playing. We saw at Blackpool that for 45 minutes, or 40 minutes, should I say, it was one-touch stuff, two-touch stuff, m- moving in through the thirds. Um, and it worked for 40 minutes. They got back on top. We then make a, made a couple of subs. We decided that we weren't going to play that Tappity football. And we were going to change our style of play a little bit and nearly won a game out of it. And I think that's where the difference is and where we we probably can be better is that Lovell. once Lovell's plan A went wrong, it went wrong and that was it. It wasn't going to change and it wasn't going to be changed. Um, I think in little spells we've seen from Evans that when one way isn't working, he's going to try the next way. And if that doesn't work, then it may be not just be our day. Um, for him to say we're ahead of where he thought we would be is... Isn't great, um because I thought and I certainly expected us to be better than what I've seen from his side. Um but if there's certainly one man to turn it round and and get us playing better it's Steve Evans. Um and I think I think I, I said to you earlier that if we were sat here under previous management after this start, I'd I'd probably be more concerned because of inexperience, not knowing what to do with the squad, not knowing being able to turn it round. Um, and I think what the shining light is, is that we have got an experienced manager that knows what he's doing, and I think he probably can turn it round. Um, it baffles me a little bit that he thinks we are better than what he thinks we should be, but... Um, yeah i i i hope we can be even better because if we're not going to get even better than this we might be in a might be in for a bit of a bit of a not a great season yeah and another thing that he keeps bringing up um regardless of like when it's when when he's previewing games and who we're playing and stuff he's he keeps using the sort of the budget comment at the moment yeah um do you think there's sort of any substance behind what he's trying to say or do you think he's simply just we're a week away from the window closing and he just wants to keep in Scally's ear I want players I do you think, you think that's that. all it is for now and sort of once the window's shut that budget talk will, will die down a bit and we'll just get on with what we've got And depends if we sign anyone mate whether it's that I think if we don't sign anyone it could be a huge concern around the football club and a huge concern from him you could see the the, the like you said yourself like you said there, the little comments he makes about the budget. I think that is a message to Scaly. And I think if we don't sign anyone, um I can't see this relationship lasting until Christmas. <laughs> and that is a big concern for me. Because if managers are not backed and if Stevens isn't backed so they're probably going to go one way this isn't it this is the problem isn't it that when you appoint your Pennocks, your levels your peter taylors they're not really that bothered by the budget they're given no they're just contempt to be in the job they are but when yeah. you do go down the route of a right ignoring the personality side for the, for those who obviously hate him but when you're trying to appoint a manager with a proven track record yeah. they part of part of the part of the cause of, of bringing them in is that they expect to be backed. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying Steve Evans hasn't been backed because obviously he's he's been given the freedom to ship out. Loads, loads of players, loads, and bring in more. Yeah, but it's plain for everyone to see that we need more. Yeah, and not just in terms of quality, but in terms of numbers as well. Yeah. Um, because at the moment, all it seems to be that like we've got one injury, Willock's one injury. Mm. And we can't name a full bench. No. You need more than that. Yeah. You need more than that because it also made it probably if we have two or three more bo- two more three more bodies come in, it'll probably give the rest of the squad a bit more five percent thinking. Well, if I don't butt-, butt my ideas up, it'll be me left out of the squad next week. Whereas at the moment they're probably going, well, no one's here to take my place. Oh right, no. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's the problem, isn't it? Just, keep people we need their toes. yeah, we need a bit more competition in the squad and, a, and ultimately a little bit more quality. I. That's, I'm not saying that we've got a poor side. We've got some good players. We have got some good players. Um, but I just think there's a couple of key areas where we need a little bit more. Um, but do you still think he's going to get it right and we're going to be okay? What, in terms of what? In Signing terms of, people And we're going to start winning sooner rather than later. I think we'll start winning. I think we will start winning. I think he is right in what he's saying, that it's a young side. People, People need to... Remember that. It is a very young side. Um, and this season will be up and downs. Um, but I think, I think once it clicks, it will click. And I think we will... I think this side are are a little bit topsy-turvy in terms of you might get it that we'll be, we'll be bad one week, but then we'll go... And Give someone hiding in the next week, and you could see the quality is there. You, that's what is so frustrating about this swat side is that if you met this side, if you met if, if a team called the Priestfield and met this side on a, on a day when we were all firing, fit and firing and ready, and come out the blocks, you get you get smashed by this your side, you get absolute wallet by them. But things are not clicking. We're not. We're not. We're not attacking fast enough. We're not playing through the thirds fast enough. We're not. We're not. We're not chasing in packs. Where I've seen it in pre-season that we can do it. We wallop in pre-season because we just chased them and chased them and chased them and hunted them down like little wolves, and then and then outpaced them. Guess it was Saturday. We and wasn't applying any pressure yeah. to their back. Line and and all that's the ball. that's what is frustrating is that we know this side can do it, and I think that's why Jill's fans are getting frustrated. Because we've seen little glimpses... Blackpool. Blackpool, 40 minutes last Tuesday, was nothing short of a battering. An absolute battering. I've not seen that from Priestfield since since Justin days. It was a battering for 40 minutes. And how we we didn't go in at 4-5-0 at half time was a a joke. Let alone to all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And that's... that. Yeah. I think in answer to your question, mate. I think it will click. I think it will. Um, would I be shocked if we don't sign any more? No, no. I don't think we. I, I, I don't think we will get anyone in. He sounds confident enough, though. But does, the argument does, to yeah. that is that I would like to think we've been. It seems like we've been close to signing players for the last yeah. three weeks now. I, my, my, my heart's telling me, yes. Because this is Steve Evans and he's done it before and he pulls it out the bag right at the last minute. And my head's going, Scully's not gonna back him. Scully's not gonna back him. And that's that's a real issue. A real issue. Just the thing that I find a bit confusing is that Two weeks ago Evans said the budget is there for three players. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So if that's the case, why isn't anyone coming in? No. Unless he's just not convinced that he's found anyone yet that he's happy with. That's the problem. And he has said it. He has said it, hasn't he, that he doesn't want to go wasting a budget on players that he isn't going to use. Which 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 is understandable. it's exactly the right thing. I get that. But are we to a point now where we do need bodies? Oh, we definitely do. Definitely. And are we going to get to a point where we go... You're not what I want, but gonna have to take you. I suppose to play devil's advocate here. Now that obviously the Premier League window is shut and the Championship window is shut, this potentially this last week of the window could potentially throw up different opportunities in the sense that there might be players at Premier League Championship clubs that, before the season started, thought I'm in and around it here. Yeah. And now the season started, they might not have played a game yet, yeah. and they might think, and th- them and the clubs might think, right, okay, we'll send you out on loan. Yeah. Potentially. So there might be players like that that thought they was going to be playing games for their parent. i so sorry, now on, He has. He's at Swansea. Ah, oh, really? Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Annoying. Yeah. That was a couple of weeks ago. Ah, oh, that's annoying. Um. Because yeah, there will be players out there that, you know, you get it at the start of every season. A couple of youngsters look like they might have a chance and then after a few games it dies off and they end up going out on loan yeah. so there might be a couple that do come onto the scene in this final week of the window as clubs look to give youngsters game time out on loan and, and things like that so hopefully I'm still confident that a couple are going to come in Yeah, um, I just hope that they're in the positions that I feel we need like you say a left back is an absolute must um, not, not because Fuller shouldn't be in the team he can compete with Hodson for right back and I'm, I'm not too bothered who plays out of them too but we need a left-footed player on the left, yeah, 100%. Because I think it just leaves us a little bit one-dimensional in terms of what side we attack from at the moment. Um, but no, I've still got the hope that we're going to pull a couple out. Um, and now at this point, I would say that we'll look ahead to the weekend's game against Bolton. Um, however, you know, I don't need to go into the details of what's come out in the news today that it sounds like there's every chance that tomorrow they get wound up. And cease to exist anymore, in which case we won't have a game. Um Yeah, obviously it's been much publicised recently the, the situations at Berry and, and Bolton. What's your take on it? or oh, it, it's not it's not good for English football, is it? League one is turning into a farce. It's not good. League one is turning into a farce. Um for a start off Bolton and Berry shouldn't shouldn't have been allowed to start the season. No. Um, I think all parties are to blame. I think the EFL are a part to blame. I think Bolton are a part to blame. And I think Berry are a part to blame. You can't go spending money you haven't got. If, if, if Especially with Berry, everyone said this as soon as they went down into League Two and the team they assembled. Everyone went, that ain't right. Yeah. Like, there's no way a team in League Two should be able to spend that money on players. No. Well, of course, they've come from, got come and got promoted. comfortably with that team, yeah. And now they're, yeah, in in a pretty desperate situation. Admittedly, from nowhere, it seems like they've got a bit more hope than Bolton do, by the sounds of it. Well, but yeah. like, I just, that is for me the, the big point that before the season started, the EFL look at them and say, you can't fulfil your fixtures, you're out the league. Yeah. Um, as much as. Listen I feel incredibly sorry for the supporters of both teams it's it's a horrible situation and I can't imagine how I would feel if it was Jules in that position but the EFL need to take some responsibility and look at it and think the 20 22 other teams in that division that this will have an effect on yeah like I said to you with us so our season has been we've played played had a week off because we have not play berry played played now we're going to have another week off yeah that's not right no because that doesn't enable us to get any flow into our season whatsoever and maybe is a little bit of a contributing factor in why we're so inconsistent at the moment. Like I said to you, there's now been some teams that have been able to have a little bit of a confidence or morale booster <coughs> or find their shooting touch by going to play Bolton and sticking five goals past them. Yeah, like and the Ipswich weekend. Ipswich both done it. And then there's also teams that would have had home games against Bolton that have been able to make matchday revenue out of that and there's teams like us that now can't because the game's going to get called off. Yeah. So what the league have probably not deliberately done they've sort of sort of unevened the playing field a little bit. Yeah. And some teams are having tiny little advantages in some areas where some aren't. Coventry played Bolton and somehow failed to beat them and only got a point. But now, because everyone will lose their points from Bolton, they've had a and little bit goals. of a let-off there. And their goals, yeah. 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 So it's not fair. No. It's no. not fair. This season should not have started with Bolton and Bury in it. No, no. And it's just... It's, the entire situation is just a mess. And like you said, it's been handled so, so poorly... Um, And don't get me wrong, it will be a shame if either or both of them go out of business. Because it's not something I can recall happening to a League 1 team in my time of watching Mm, since Well, not since Maystone. Um, But do you think there's a serious concern that this can become common ground at League 1 and League 2 level? Um. Or do you think it's just a case of a couple of examples of teams spending beyond their means and... I would like to think not because I would like to think people can learn from it. Think, do you think this could be a reality check for the EFL? I think so. Uh, I think the EFL c- couldn't give a shit. I think the EFL couldn't give a shit. I don't think care. I think it might be a reality check for other clubs. Um, and I think other clubs might stand up and look at this and go, okay, let's look at our accounts. How are we spending? Where can we make cutbacks? How can we not go down that road? Other clubs are going to look at that. Um, I think the EFL will take no responsibility over this whatsoever. And the moment they take responsibility is a moment that I think they think they're to blame for it, which they are. They are part to blame for what has happened. Um, But I think they think... Once they take responsibility for it, their loss loss of power goes. Um, And yeah, I don't, I don't think they want to take responsibility of what has happened to those football clubs. Um, Ultimately, they're not, not all of it is part to blame for them because they can't control what Berry or Bolton are spending, because that is up to them as a football club what they spend. but I think I think what confused me was that they were quick Well they they weren't quick. In the end they jumped into Blackpool and got the Oysters out. Yeah, didn't they? I think is didn't they jump in and got him out? Yeah, I think they did get involved. Um Why haven't they done it with Barry, with Stigdale? And got him out a while ago? Um Um I mean the Bolton situation is a different thing because well, I suppose it's not really because they they've also got a bit of an idiot of a chairman. Um, yeah so why haven't they gone in and, and 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 shipped them both out and gone right there's there's obviously the interested parties we're going to we're going to rerun the fit and purpose test on you and if you fail it you fail it but a lot of people argue that they passed the fit and purpose test. So I think that's where the EFL got got to step in. And say right, you are clearly not putting a club at the the best interests you're clearly affecting the league you're affecting every other club in the league we're going to ship you out And get rid of them well, i don't I don't get why they haven't stepped in um, yeah I, th- I think I, th- I think the EFL are, are, this isn't going to affect them. This isn't going to affect them. As much as they put their stupid statements out and say they're sorry for whatever state they've got them in and stuff like that, they're not sorry. If they were sorry, they would have stepped in a long time ago. I think it will make other clubs look up and sit up and go, hmm, yeah, let's not be in that situation and what can we do differently to not be in that situation? I'd Yeah, I just think it's it's poor for our division. Yeah. Um the fact now that it looks like there's only going to be two teams that get relegated, yeah well yeah, so uh, well, i'll say uh, I'll say this, hopefully not regretting it by by May, but it's almost impossible to fail in league one this season, oh well, yeah, um yeah we've only two going down, yeah, um assuming that the worst does happen to these two clubs, And that's, that's like I say, the fact that once they let the season start with these two clubs still technically in the league, it is going to have. Impacts, regardless of their they're big or small, these situations with these clubs shouldn't have an effect on the other 22 teams in the league. And they are. Because yeah. like I say, we've been, been, we've been quite badly affected by it. And probably, I, I don't know if anyone else has... You know, we, we're not even a month into the season yet and we have had two games called off. That's not right. Yeah, There'll be teams sitting there after a month into the season having played six games and we'll be probably be sitting in the bottom four because we've only played four games. That's not right. No. It's not level competition. I don't agree with it at all. And that's where I think the EFL are, to, are are accountable with it. They should have addressed this earlier and before the season started going, are you ready to start the season? No, you can't play. Yeah. They've not even got 11 players. Right. Like you were saying to me earlier, Sunday league football, if you don't have 11 players registered a month before the season starts, you are not allowed to play. Yeah they've got no play these two teams have co- probably can't even field a team between them no. of senior football players no exactly and that then comes into a different situation where they've allowed bolton to probably put young players careers at risk yeah. by making them go out and take serious hidings on a weekly basis yeah. apart from when they played coventry yeah that's not good for them is it no no it's not it's not it's not the the only confidence they've got really is that is that is that draw um but like you say, yeah. What it's all, it's all right playing, getting a draw against a Coventry side in front of eight thousand people, okay. And then the following week yeah, when it got smashed up in Liverpool against Tranmere. Yeah, because for a lot of them players, that will, this will be their first experiences of senior football. Yeah. And it's in them kind of circumstances. It's not fair. No. And isn't. that's another thing that I don't think they realise that it's it's having a knock-on effect on so many people. People's it's livelihoods. So, yeah, exactly. People's jobs. I, I read. I, I have I read. I read somewhere that, like, I think it's is it Phil Neville's mum? Yeah, it's the, was the receptionist at Bury, Yeah, for God knows how many years, resigned. It's affecting people's livelihoods. All because, well, it's right from the top. The EFL have let a man take control of a football club that should not be in charge of a football club. That man has then spent more than he has. He's then drove that club into the ground. That club look like hopefully they're gonna be saved. You've then got Bolton, who are a massive football club. Huge, huge football club. They've played club. European football, like in the last sort of yeah, 15 years. Um again, the EFL have let a man take over a football club which you shouldn't have. He's then drove it into the ground. He's then refused to sell it. He's then mucked about with people's livelihoods. He's then a fa- a f- They've then affected 18-year-old kids' careers. People's jobs have been lost. <laughs> it's a mess. It's a mess. And people from outside, people from out of England must look at the English football game and go, what is happening there? And people, people sit here and say the English leagues are the best leagues in the world. From those two cases, they're not. That doesn't happen in Spain. That doesn't happen in Germany. That doesn't happen in Italy. It doesn't happen. I think one way or another, the EFL have got to sit up and say something. I don't think they will. But they have to. They have to because their head's on the line. Yeah, I don't care I don't think they will I don't think they will um, but I think yeah I think, I think I think ultimately and I hope other clubs will take a long hard look at this and step in and, re- and make sure this doesn't happen to any other football club yeah so uh, there's no point in me getting us into deep previews about no, next Saturday's game because it looks more than likely that it won't happen um but in the unlikely event it does, would we beat Bolton, James? And get um, our first minute of the season. Yes. Yeah? Yeah, I think yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, so we've not we might not have had a good start, but yeah. Yeah, I think we would. Even beyond Jill's sort of the expectations a- of Jills against yeah. crap teams. Yeah, would probably just be Gillingham Football Club to go and get beat by eighteen year old kids Saturday, wouldn't it? Um <laughs> but assuming obviously this game doesn't happen I think we've then got Tranmere coming up I think we've got Southend not that far away um, So do you think there, w- there is good opportunities for us coming up Games up that are winnable up? Definitely Because like you said earlier I think people are forgetting that we've not had an easy start to the season not, We haven't We've had a real difficult start I think it would be interesting to see Look at our fixtures after the Bolton game so Obviously we've played Doncaster Burton Blackpool coventry in the league would you say that all four of them have aspirations of being i think so top eight top yeah, six i material. So. i think so after the bolton game you've then got tramir wickham bristol rovers um ipswich oxford south end yeah so you say apart from sort of the ipswich game there's probably five out of the next six games where we can really look at trying to get some points racked up yeah definitely. in which case if we if we win three of them and so, say we win three, lose three, we get we reach the 10, 10 game mark with eleven points, which is three more than last season. In which case, we can say, right, okay, we're all, we're we're on the right road now. We're yeah, up. exactly. Um, yeah, because yeah. So after ten games last season, we had eight points. After four games this season, we've got two points. Do you think by the ten game mark we'll have more than eight points? Yeah. Yeah. Confident. Yeah. Yeah. I am confident. I am confident. So that's. Two wins and a draw, or better, from the next six games. Yeah, and well, if we don't get that, then I think people have got the right to be concerned. People will start then getting a little bit concerned. Yeah, and I will be and, a little bit and, concerned. Uh, yeah, I think there will be some sort of a lot more vocal <laughs> comments towards what's what's going on and all that kind of thing. But yeah, hopefully there's there's still there's no need to panic yet. Still, Not yet. still think we'll be okay. Not yet. Um, but now that's that's all from us today. um Maybe we might see, see people at Priestfield next week. We might not. Well, uh, in fact, no, we w- wouldn't see people at Priestfield well, we won't. anyway, because we're gonna we're, we'll be in Belgium watching twenty cars drive around a track in circles. I um, know, so in, in a way, it might not be a worst thing in the world that we, we we might not end up missing a game. Um, but that's what I said to you earlier actually that sort of see these twenty two teams in the league that have charged fans for season tickets Well, my money back? There's going to be two games missing. I want I want <laughs> whatever it is, I want like uh I want twenty quid back, please. <laughs> that's what I mean, it's messing with every single team yeah, in the division. If we will, if we will get a voucher, I, I might I might pop the question. I don't think we will. No. Um probably not. Maybe like a discount in the stores, like, or free um, beer. No. That would be nice. i will take a couple of free beers. I'm sure you would. Um but no, that's that's all from us today. Um hopefully we have some, some positive news in terms of sign ins during the week. That um, we'll have something to talk about over the weekend. Yeah. If, even if there is no game, we'll be able to come together at the start of next week and have something to talk about. From Belgium, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, until then, up, Jills.